You're listening to Waveform, a show about music, discovery, and the technology that ties it all together in new and powerful ways. This program is brought to you by Wavelake, the easiest way to distribute and stream music using Bitcoin. Listen today at wavelake.com. We are recording. We're live. Well, we're not live. <laughs> but we are here. We're, uh, we're alive. So should we do a quick hello? Yeah. Or did we just do it? We're, we're in it, dude. This is it. This is the show. Okay. Welcome, everybody. This it's is our first we, episode. This is how we fumble into our first episode of our show. I'm sure people will appreciate that polished delivery. Yeah. You got to keep things real. All right. So it's our first episode of Waveform. Hello. You and I are going to talk about Who are music. we? Wave. Who are we? Good question. <laughs> Um, we're co-founders of Wavelake. I'm Michael Ree. You are. I am. I am Sam Means. Nice to meet you. I don't know and, you already. Yeah, and we decided to do this because we have a lot going on. We wanted to share that information with people. We wanted to bounce ideas out into the world and see how they come back. Because, um, yeah, we're kind of figuring all this out with everyone else as well. Yeah, we have this problem where there's just so many ideas, and knowing which one just to to go to is um sometimes a difficult difficult task so it'd be cool to have other people in this conversation with us we're yeah. gonna have guests sometimes too uh, that'll be fun exactly yeah we want to talk to other people that are you know doing things on wave lake people who are outside of our world you know yeah. in, in like the regular music world or technology world who maybe know very little about what we're doing but you know can share things with us that we think are interesting that our listeners might think are interesting. Yeah. That's been very helpful for me is when you start having this conversation with someone that has absolutely no idea what you're talking about and you realize the kind of things that they really need. So I think that'll be valuable for us and also probably help people understand why we make decisions that we make sometimes because we're sort of doing this for a, this is a, a much bigger idea than maybe what exists right now. Yeah. Um, we should mention we launched the current version of Wavelake almost exactly a year ago to the day that we're recording this. Yes. Um, that wasn't really planned, but it, it kind of it worked it, out. Yeah, kind of we could pretend like it was worked out that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cool. So we put out a blog post last month putting like laying out the year in review since we launched. Um, I was actually surprised when I started, like when I sat down to write it and I was going through kind of our Twitter history and like our Noster history and just like, you know, going through different blog posts and other things that we'd done. I was really surprised at how much we had done in a year. I'd, I'd forgotten bits and pieces along the way, but it was cool to go back and see like, oh yeah, we started with like 20 artists and, yeah. you know, basically no listeners. And and we're at 500 now. So yeah, that's, uh, it's pretty cool, but yeah, dude, lots of hats off to you, you and, and Josh, you guys really cranked out a lot of, uh, code last year. Yeah. And, and all the people who like got excited about what we were doing. I mean, that was huge. That well, was it, like so much of and, and it's crazy to us, the momentum. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that Noster just sort of came to light essentially the same month that we launched wave lake. So all that stuff 
I mean, I mean, look at the app, look at wave wave man and all the things that happened there. Um, those were completely unexpected when we were planning for 2023, it just sort of happened. We had to adapt. So, um, that's interesting too. I'm curious to see what's going to happen in 2024 that we don't, we don't know about yet. Yeah. Are there, are there like, do Only you have favorite moments from last year? Do you have like standout like highlights? Yeah. Like I've actually, I actually have pre-produced a highlight reel, um, for my 2023. I'll be playing now. Just kidding. All right, Johnny. Um, let's, uh, let's Barbara, roll, roll it. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, I really like the app. I mean, I have to say that was, something that I was not necessarily expecting to see in 2023 is a iOS and, and Android app. Um, so that is absolutely by far the, I think the coolest thing, um, the coolest experience for me is being able to just, you know, listen to all this really great music on Wavelake, uh, exactly as I would, um, anything else with any other player. And, uh, most importantly, be able to actually build a library of of this music because on the web player it was great and we have the favorites and that was cool. Um, but you know, that's sort of limiting. So once once I was able to, to to actually establish a library of my own on the app, that was a huge game changer for me. And I think for a lot of people too that use Wavelake. Yeah. And if you don't know, you yeah, can go I mean, to app.wavelake.com and and try it out for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, like you should get a lot of credit too for pushing us to get that mobile app out because I mean there was so much going on um, on the technical side. It was sort of hard to see the forest. This is always the case on the I think on the technical side is hard to see the forest for the trees when you're in yeah. the code. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean with a lot of credit to Sam Samskis too. Yes, absolutely. Who was like a, a core developer on that mobile app for helping us get it. Um, buttoned up and out in roughly three months time, like right in time for Australasia and in November in Japan. So that, yeah, that was that great. Dude really, yeah. um, really put in a lot of really solid work for that and got us over the finish yeah. line there. But it does, it does really feel like a modern music player, you know, like anything else that's out there that you could listen to music on. Oh yeah, it is. I've been using the favorites, the, the library option too. I've got a, I've got a whole list of favorite songs and artists and I can go back to that and like, remember oh there was that track by this person if it only had that. playlists come on man <laughs> yes and that's let's, coming let's get so, those playlists coming are those coming so yeah what, what's happening there are we gonna get playlists? we're working on that yes we're working on that um like we want to 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 share some information too about like our roadmap um but yeah playlists are coming we want i mean the goal is to have custom playlists that Need are it. zappable or boostable yeah. yeah so you can share the link out or maybe there's some other way you could share it out um, and people could, you could earn sats for that playlist. That's, that's yeah, we, get, we want to happen soon. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge goal for, for this year is to, to include the user in the, in the value for value exchange. So yeah, if you share a playlist and uh, someone likes it, they can, they can boost your playlist or maybe even you get a, I don't know, how's that going to work? You just get like a, someone can boost your playlist at the top or will you just be sort of cut in to the to the um the track i guess it would be you, good, just, you just you just boost the playlist probably but eventually it'd be cool if you just the somehow automatically became part of the split if it if someone listened to it from your playlist that'd be awesome yeah yeah 
These are the over. That would be a little complicated more complicated. That'd be a little more complicated. Have. But yeah, but we could. I mean, the the I think the big question is for the initial launch is you can boost the playlist, but then how are the splits distributed among the artists who are included in that playlist? I think right. that's a big question mark. So if yeah. I if you have a playlist with ten songs on it by ten different artists, and I give you a hundred sats for putting together that playlist, um, I think the artist should get some share of that for boost, sure. Yeah. But how we split that up is not totally clear to me. And this, these like, this is a great example of just a question that we ask ourselves a lot of times in situations like this, where like, there's no precedent for it and you could do it in a number of different ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll have well, that's to what, yeah. That sometimes we just have to start out small you know just be like hey right. let's just add let's just let's just see if people like this idea first just throw it out there like yeah you can share a playlist and maybe you can get boosted just like you would get boosted on a note like if someone shared a track right now on Noster, they're just going to get someone might zap their note and the artist doesn't mm -hmm. get part of that and it's a it's sort of a similar thing um yeah but it would be cool if yeah you could i, I think down the road it would be cool if, if let's say there were 10 tracks in the playlist and someone boosted the playlist if that got distributed somehow to all 10 artists and right. the, and the creator of the playlist that that would be the ultimate goal it may not be the first step but yeah we'll get we'll get to something like that a lot of these things just yeah. depend on like how people interact like we've put stuff out there that seemed really cool but people just didn't even use it you know or didn't use it as much as we thought they would because something else came along so yeah and and we've built little prototypes that we ended up not liking. Yeah. <laughs> we've done absolutely. that to ourselves where we're like, eh, lots this of, isn't as lots of pivots. I thought it'd be. Like, yeah, we'll do it like this and then just things change. But that's the fun part about all this is we can do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about like our focus for this year, like this coming year? You know, last year was a big, I think, kind of foundational building year where we were we just we needed to get like a lot of the infrastructure built yeah um and and get people more familiar with this whole idea like this value for value idea this you know free music that is um payable with lightning i mean that's a, that's a totally new concept in a lot of different ways um but i feel like we've got the the foundation of that out now yeah um, and this coming year is sort of a slightly different focus I mean, there's a lot of big picture stuff I definitely want us to get into. Um, but I think right out of the gate, it's just, it'll be, you know, because we've, because we, we did a lot of things because things move so fast. I think we did a lot of things with just sort of on, um, I don't want to say impulse. That's maybe the wrong, the wrong word, but we just worked fast to try to make things, um, available to people that that seemed like they needed to be available right then. And so because of that, there's maybe a little, some dis, I mean, not even maybe there definitely is some disconnect between the app, the web player, um, studio, you know? So I know for sure one of the main things we're going to be working on is just unifying those three things. Like right now, if you, if you download the app and use the app, that's a Nostra client. So you're, you're essentially logging in with your Nostra profile, which isn't connected to your, may not be connected to your Wavelake account if you've previously created an account. Um, so unifying all that stuff, probably simplifying the web player a bit, 
since that was our main thing, but now that we have a we now that we have a mobile player, we have a mobile app, um, that's primarily where we're gonna be pushing people. So probably strip down the the web player a bit, focus more on just unifying the accounts, unifying the the wallets, getting us out of the custodial game. Uh, we definitely don't want to do that anymore. Um but also, but in addition to that, in, you know, with the intention of simplifying everything and making it easier to understand and less complicated, because even for the the technically savvy people out there, because we have these different accounts and things, it, it is a little confusing. So we have to fix that. And then once we do that, I think the main goal will be um, ease of onboarding, having people be able to earn, uh, having fans be able to earn somehow quickly immediately so that they can just get get started right away and start adding tracks to their library and boosting boosting artists zapping artists without having to figure out how to get bitcoin over to wavelake um so yeah i think just continuing down the the path of ease of use overall but but with a a bigger focus on as we are we'll continue to get more artists on board they need a place to send their fans and their fans uh are not very technology te- technologically savvy probably when it, or maybe they are but they likely aren't when it comes to lightning wallets and things like that so we'll just have to make that simple for them yeah i think it's a good thing to share with people that there was a version of wave lake before we started working together where you could set up your own lightning node connected to Wavelake and Wavelake just kind of brokered this creation of an invoice on your sovereign node for the user who wanted to boost you. And like, Sam, you tried, you like, you were one of the first people to try this and we were on yeah. DMs. Like I was debugging with you over DMs. Yeah, you're like, did you bake your I... macaroon or whatever properly? <laughs> right. like, what does that mean, dude? What right. Is... Do you have the right certificate? I mean, it was yeah. a, it was a huge ordeal. And like, you know, I was able to make that marginally easier, but yeah. it was it still took so much technical expertise and there were so many things that could go wrong. Yeah. And then even when you got to the point where you were able to hook up correctly, then there was like, well, my node's down or I don't have the right liquidity from this person to me. I mean, the list yeah, just that was, kept growing. And that was fun. That was the fun part because that was the era when like everybody was, you know, buying Raspberry Pi kits on Amazon and, and setting up umbral nodes and stuff like that. So I think in that particular time, people were more excited about the DIY thing and sort of cobbling these things together. I certainly, I mean, that's that's how I found it. I was, I mean, I had music up on, up on RSS, um, you know, through using Anchor and then having a podcast index wallet and connecting all that stuff and to to make that happen. And um, that was really cool. And all these, all these things were building blocks and great first steps, but to, you know, this is something that we hear all the time. I mean, everybody, everybody that has a, has a business in this space, you just hear, you know, it's like, we build these things for the people that are in the space now, but ultimately if we expect this to scale beyond this community and the people that are directly looking at it and like everything else, we have to simplify the process. And luckily I think that they're, you know, in a not too distant future, we probably will be able to, to have that same experience 
that you were initially trying to set up with Wavelake, uh, but just will be drastically easier because of some really cool things that people are building out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think like that's one thing that we try to think about a lot in this, the things that we build is, you know, can someone who isn't highly technical, can they easily start using the service either as an artist or a listener and yeah. just like start listening to music and have options, be able to you, easily yeah. boost artists. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're, if you're a user and you download the app right now and you need a wallet, well, on the desktop, but this, this will be in the, in the coming up very soon. If you're, if you're, you know, let's say you're a yeah. 16 year old kid and you have no idea what this is and your favorite band just uploaded their track and said, Hey, go download this app. And if it asks you, if you have a wallet and you say, no, you'll be able to get one. We'll get you, we'll just get you one, you know? And, um, but if you are a seasoned vet and it asks you if you, you know, you can log in with Noster and it'll ask you if you have a wallet. And if you say yes, then great. You know, you don't, you won't need to use the one we're, we're providing. You can connect it through Nostra Wallet Connect or something. And it makes that experience even more seamless. Another thing I want to talk about at some point in time is the, the function of, that was, a, that was a big difference. Like when we had the web player, it was very easy. It was a very easy action to boost from there. Whereas the, the mobile player, I listen a lot in my car, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, no texting while driving, no using your phone while driving. So I'm not, if I might find something, I'm not zapping it while I'm in my car. So coming up yeah. with a good way to have some sort of passive, um, people, and people have been talking about that a lot. I think it's important for us to have some, some way for you to set a budget per track. I mean, there's so many cool ways you can do it. I mean, fountain does it where you just say, Hey, I'll give you 21 cents a minute or whatever, or 21 sats a minute, however you want to set it. Um, but maybe we could do, we, we could have multiple options there where it's like the, I mean, there's so many cool things you could do. Like yeah. maybe it, it batches I, out to your most played over at the end of a cycle or I don't know, there's some cool way right. to do it. Like you could set a budget in advance. Like I want to like, like you would, you'd pay some someone else like 15 bucks a month for access. You could do something similar where you could say like, I want to pay a hundred thousand sats over the course of this month. And that gets distributed to everything I listen to. Yeah. I think some, I think it, it, it's sort of like people are, people have gotten really used to the subscription model, yeah. um, which is, you know, good and bad, but I think, you know, I've always had mixed feelings about the streaming sats. I mean, you know, this, I've, I, I've yeah. never been like fully sure that it's great because I've tried doing that before in the past with, you know, other like modern podcast apps and then, you know, forget I have it on and like, yeah, I think you could set li that's why spent like thousands of apps, thousands of sats in, in, in yeah, one you could have some kind of limit. But, you, like a, maybe that's, yeah, but I think the idea that the people are like used to, you know, having a $10 a month subscription to a music app. Well, what if like you knew that that $10 would be, somewhat evenly distributed among artists that you actually listen to for that month. Yeah. Um, that might be a much like a, like a fairer way or a more predictable way to implement something like that. And I think like both parties would win in the end with the model like that. Yeah. I think it would be cool. I mean, cause you can write, I mean, you can listen to music right now. You can create playlists and stuff in fountain. So people want that experience. They can do that now. 
So I think it would be cool to just try something different. You know, we could have different options and, and just see that's, that's the beauty of all this stuff is there's so many different clients out there and they can, they can do whatever they want (laughs) and just see my, my dream and my dream in the future is the, that, that we get to a point where there's like a zap button hard, like a, a physical zap button on a steering wheel and then you, yeah. when you push that, it's like a universal command to your phone to to zap whatever amazing. you're listening to on your. App. I mean, if you, well, the next step will be the Apple CarPlay or the what's the Android version of that Google Android Auto, I think it's called Android Auto or something. But yeah, because yeah. you can, you can, um, I think you know you can like tracks from your car if you have a screen on your car or something. You can do that from there. It'd be cool to be able to just while you're driving yeah use your you i mean you could theoretically maybe do it from one of the functions well i i already we could all maybe hack that together well that's what i was thinking one one of the things you you could do maybe is like um hack like a volume button or a track seek button so like if you press it twice in a row then it indicates to the app that there's got to be some zap that yeah there's there must be some there's probably something in Apple CarPlay yeah. in the, what is it called? An APK? Is that what it would be? Well, we could build it works. into the app. We could build it into the app. So like, oh, if I hear, if I like uh, get two. Or what like, about just, hey, Siri, zap this track a hundred, a hundred sets. Can you do that? Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> probably. There's probably some way to do it. Maybe. Either way, there's that, Maybe. that'll, that'll be fun to be able to just think of different and unique um, ways for zapping and boosting. Yeah. Um, kind of mobile experience. Yeah. I mean, we want to build out that mobile app uh, to be a lot more fully featured. In yeah. The I need some work. Year. Yeah. We need to bring so, those, those shows into it too. Yeah. We'll that's, bring that's, shows in. That's coming soon. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got, we've got we, like, and there are other exciting stuff happening, things happening too outside of the mobile app. Yes. Um, that we'll, we'll slowly, you know, bring out and talk about as as it, it gets closer to the the time when we can talk about them but um, maybe um you want to play a song right now yeah i was gonna say the one like highlight uh last year for me which goes into this song is uh was actually like it was either very like january like this month last year or february it was like within the first month that we launched um i remember it clearly i was lying in bed and this was the time when, like, every day there was like, if there was one new track uploaded, I'd like feel ecstatic. Like, you know, and this is like very early on. And we go, oh, this is a new artist. I have no idea who this is, what they sound like. Yeah. Um. So I was checking like every day. And uh, on one day, I was in bed, opened up my phone, and like went to the site to see what was up. Um. And there was a new, there was like this artist named Peck Chan and yeah. and I started listen I played the first track and it was like oh my god this is a this is a k-pop track um and I like shot out of bed I run downstairs and like you know my uh my like family's like having breakfast I'm like guys there's a k-pop track on wave like and I'm playing it um but uh yeah so I wanted to play that song well one of awesome. the songs from Peck Chan uh, it's called Dive In, and we will be splitting the sats with him for anyone who boosts. Yeah, we can. Playing. Yeah, let's talk about how that works after the song. But let's what's what's this track called? <laughs> 
dive in. Oh, dive in. Sorry. You said that already, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. I don't, I don't pay attention ever. All right, here we go. Here's dive in. dive in from Peck Chan, our first K-pop artist on Wave Lake. And we we met him uh, at the conference last year. Yes, we did. Uh, that's cool right. Dude. In Miami, we met him. And then and then when we went to uh, Tokyo for Nostrasia, I swung by Seoul, South oh, Korea, yeah. to see my family or some of my relatives that are out there. And um, and then I had dinner with Chani and a couple other of his uh of his friends that's um, awesome we had dinner and drinks and um yeah his story is uh it's i mean it's like so many others just he, he was in he was like, like a legit deep, like yes. yeah right he, he was he was in and, and i don't know how familiar people are with the like the k-pop industry like the factory that is 
k-pop yeah. music but um yeah it's 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 like a factory and he was he was you know one of the cogs in that system for i think of something like a decade or more like was had, there a, um yeah is there like a show is there like a a tv show that like how 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 do those how do they get turned out is it through radio is it through a tv show like an american idol type thing or how does that work I mean, I, I don't know how the I don't know how the talent is like initially identified. It could be through game shows. I'm not totally familiar with it, but there yeah. is like there are these sort of like um big label academies. So you go through essentially like a training program. Wow. And you like learn how to write songs, you learn how to sing, you learn how to dance, you learn how to like craft your look. All it's it's all like managed um from the ground up and then uh, the artists are sort of like put together into groups a lot of times and like graduated from that and promoted, like presented to the world. Um, there's a story, there's a documentary about Blackpink um, that kind of outlines that process. Oh, nice. Uh, for that, that particular out. group. Um, but yeah, but Pekchan like went through that ringer and um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, he talked to me a little bit about like, his experience. I don't want to speak for him too much, but we should talk to him though. I think, um, yeah, because he is really he's yeah, really love to talk to him. But um, yeah, he he went through that system and then like came out completely disillusioned and you know um, it, it's it's interesting because he talks about just like how hard it is to listen to music like and enjoy it now because of what he went through. Like he yeah. doesn't listen to a lot of pop music as a result of like being so close to it and which i can relate to yeah totally. it's like triggering yeah right um uh but yeah that was but to hear like songs that i mean anytime like new artists pop among wave like i'm excited about it but um like that one in particular like being you know artists from korea like outside of the u.s um you know being able to make that connection you know oh, almost yeah. totally organically was Incredible. It's so cool. I was, yeah, I was listening to, um, man, like Quex, our, our dude and, uh, man yeah, on Phantom power. And I was, I was driving with my wife and I was just like, isn't this so cool that these two people are having a conversation because they, there's just this, this thing just kind of like materialized. Um, it's very interesting. This, this community yeah. of people are like, you're, you're going to dinner with someone, um, you know, because of this, introduction that's made through through this music now so yeah it's exciting um we i mean i guess we should talk about about how that works yeah if you're not familiar with the the music show or the music podcast and the being able to uh insert music into a podcast as we just did um do you want to explain kind of technically how that happened that was another really great highlight of, of last year um when you started seeing some of those music shows pop up and and see these wavelength tracks starting to get featured in, in podcasts and get paid, which is very, very new that, that did, that was yeah. not a thing prior to last yeah, year. I mean, we have to give a lot of credit to the podcasting 2.0 group. Yes. Um, you know, Dave Jones, Adam Curry, um, you know, they've got developers that they've been bouncing ideas off of for, for a few years now. Um, they got really excited about you know music being distributed and published in the way that um we're doing and and you know we're publishing that music according to the podcasting 2.0 spec which is just you know the way an rss feed looks 
And last summer-ish, um, they started, you know, experimenting with this like value time split concept. So yeah, what you could do is if you included a song in a podcast, like a song from Wave Lake. So we're just using RSS feeds that that anyone can understand. Um, they started experimenting with that, this idea where if you put a Wave Lake song into a podcast and then you just labeled it within the podcast in the RSS feed, you just labeled it with this value time split tag that said, all right, well, this is from a, from a different podcast, but it happens at this time. Yeah. So this is when the podcast or this is when the song starts. This is when the song ends. Um, then podcast players like Fountain, like Podverse and others could read that. And then if you sent them sats at that timestamp, yeah. then it would actually send the payment to the artist instead of sending it to the podcast. Or you could split it so that maybe 5% went to the podcast and 95% went to the artist. Yeah. And so th this is why we're now able to have these interesting shows like Boostergram Ball, Sidestream Music, Sidestream Music Podcast that have like full songs playing and people are able to send Bitcoin payments to those podcasts. And then at the same time, like the, the payments are getting split between the host of the podcast and the artists they're featuring. So cool. And I, yeah, I think that dude, Stephen Bell did, had a pretty big hand in all that stuff, right? So shout out to that dude for yeah a lot of the work he's been doing there. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Cause this, I mean, the whole idea of wave Lake was just to be able to have a, a jumping off point for people to upload their music and then that could be distributed anywhere. And so that was just another really cool thing that we saw is, is that distribution reach went a lot further, a lot faster than we expected because of this podcasting stuff and the work that those guys have done and and now we've been able to implement that in studio as well. So we have the time split. So if you if you want to make a, if you want to make a music show, if you want to feature some artists, you can go do that now. Um, in the Wave Lake Studio, you can upload a track. Um, you know, you're uh, just like we're doing right now. Um, you can you can have a show where you're talking yeah. about music, and then you can feature a track. Maybe I'll feature a track right now. What am I? What song am I going to do? I'm going to do some. Uh, I'm do a little Longy. What do you think about Longy? Nice. Dude yeah. in the UK, he's he's awesome. Um, he I was, love yeah, he was, he was pretty, he was pretty early too. I, he probably came in spring or something. I don't know. Kind of started uploading music. Um, that dude's got some really cool music, but I'm going to play this song that I love. I think it's my favorite one of his. It's called Catherine's wheel.
That song rules. Right? So good. Yes. So rocking. I'm a big fan of Longy. I've got a lot of his songs in my library. Yeah, and definitely. I want to see him live someday. I would love to see him live, yeah, with the band. I mean, that full... He's got some really cool kind of stripped down stuff too, but I really like the the full band stuff. There's some some good horns in some of this. It's just good I, I was I was gonna say the horns. Yeah. I love a band that uses horns. In love a, a good horn. Way. Yeah, yeah. What do you think um, about like going off track slightly? What do you think about the '70s like saxophone vibe? You know, like the like in whatever gets you through. In... No, no, just in general. Okay, like you have this, oh. you have this that that like weird thing you're talking about like the bowie saxoph- like bowie like whatever era. gets you through the night elton john lennon elton john john lennon you know snl sort of saxophone that's i that's feel that. like i feel like my brain wants me to not like it but my heart <laughs> loves it. it's just a very specific time it's like all of a sudden it was just like you guys are up and the saxophone players are yeah like, oh my god they must yeah, have been like so think- busy yeah, those dude, the New York sessions. It was the guys. salad, the salad days for the horn sections. I mean, like, yeah, if I think of that, like, like late seventies era Bowie, like early, like where he's using really jazzy, yeah, um, horns. Yeah, I um, it, I mean, there is like there is a a cheesy factor to it. It sounds a little like smooth jazz music style that. It doesn't seem to make sense, but like, but it does sound good. And I do, yeah, I do enjoy it. It used to drive um, me crazy, but I've, I've grown to actually really love it a lot. I used to only yeah. be a fan of like the alto sax. That's the, like a, like a deeper sax, right? I think, I think, uh, or the baritone or baritone. Sax. Yeah. Maybe it's Alto's baritone. higher. I think. Yeah. You're right. I, I don't know what I'm talking Yeah. What am I? I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. Anyway, but now, now but, I actually, I love the sax. I think it's yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the thing now is like that was one thing like with Longy hearing horns. Like he, I feel like you just don't hear horns much in general in pop music these days. So when I do hear it, it's like and it and it's done in a cool way. Like (laughs) Chance the Rapper, yeah. Like he was using a lot of horns in his stuff in hip hop, which like, you know, you don't hear that often. And like I really dug that. Yeah. I like uh I love when it's used in hip hop. John Bryan has done some really cool horn stuff and some hip hop. Oh tracks. yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I've been stuff. listening to a bunch of um uh Amy Mann like in the last couple I, weeks. Yeah, I actually just bought the uh I just bought the Magnolia soundtrack on vinyl. I think it's showing up today. I'm psyched. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean he did that he produced that, right? Yeah, it's like half of I think yeah. half of it, like one disc is all the Amy Mann stuff that he produced, but it's like her tracks and then the other half is the yeah. score. Yeah, you you're lovely. a big you. I know you're a big John Bryan fan. I'm a colossal John John Bryan fan. Yeah. Do have you ever seen yeah. him live? No. I got one time for I think it was my birthday. My my um, wife took me, surprised me. We went and saw him at the Largo. So awesome. Yeah, I I love his stuff. I do think, and this is probably an obvious criticism. Like when he gets his hands on a project, like I just feel like it turns into a John Bryan sounding thing yeah you know what i mean yeah like it's like too sometimes his touch is like too heavy-handed it's like that phil specter yeah he has has a very specific sound i mean he's got i mean his guitar tone is very identifiable the piano obviously i mean yeah it's good stuff punch punch struck love is another really great soundtrack that he did he also Um, has a very like ornamental style so like 
whatever yeah, instrument. He's, I mean, that's how I found him yeah. is he was like the session dude who would just come in with the crazy keyboards like the Chamberlain or the Mellotron. I just kept seeing him in liner notes. I'm like, who is this guy? Like yeah. on Fiona he Apple loves the records Mellotron. or stuff. Yeah, I think he was just like the go-to Mellotron guy on like yeah. the, on like Eels records and stuff or wherever. And then, um, but then yeah, he turned it. I mean, he's a he's a he's a pretty incredible producer. He's got great. I mean, have you ever heard Rhett Miller? Oh yeah. Um, uh, it, I think I listened to some of him on your recommendation. Yeah, yeah, that's I I recommend that a lot because it's the exact opposite of it. It shows that he can do very stripped down production as well. That record is like very stripped down. There's not much to it. Just like a lot of acoustic guitars and, but the tones are cool. Like the drum tones are great. Um, yeah, it just sounds cool. And there's not a lot of bells and whistles yeah. on that one. So he he can do it if he yeah. uh, if he if he wants to. But he likes if he puts he likes, his head, <laughs> if he puts his mind. If he yeah. really tries. He did, yeah. he did. He did. He did some production, I believe, on Mac Miller's last album before he died. Yeah, I've listened um, to that. That's and you can hear too. it and. I love that's a yeah it's a great album too yeah they put out sort of that after I think they put that they released all those demos and stuff things they were working oh did they after the fact uh, yeah interesting yeah um all right well, cool so, um how are we doing how are we doing on time are we we I think, uh, I think we're like coming to the end here yeah I think we're getting pretty close yeah um are we gonna I do this make... again let's keep doing this I think we should. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. I wanted to make one uh recommendation. Um yeah. so the Phantom Power Music Hour. Yes. Uh, which is a great uh, music podcast that is also, you know, boostable, zappable. Um the last episode that I listened to, I think it's the latest one as of this recording, uh, episode 11, it's like a chill episode he called it and yeah like he, he the, the host prefaced it with um you know i'm not going to talk much during this episode we're just gonna like play some chill music and it's he plays like this um yeah he just plays like interesting like electronic ambient um chill music that all kind of goes into like it all flows really nicely yeah. together um i was listening to it in the car um yesterday and i like i completely zoned out listening to it like <laughs> i woke up in a ditch yeah no um but yeah i i i'd highly recommend that like i thought it was like it was a departure from what he normally does i love what he normally does too but it was cool to see that there is enough of a library out there that you could curate yeah. like a very genre specific uh episode um and he did it he did it really nicely. So I would recommend people check that out. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, he has multiple shows. Um, shout out to Taylor Williams has multiple shows out there. Um, I enjoy them all and it, they, they do cover, I mean, a very wide spectrum of, um, you know, between all the shows talking about the business aspect of it, talking about talking directly to the artist with the artist interviews. And then the music that he features is always, um, all over the place, which is awesome. It's very cool. Yeah. Good variety. Yeah. Do you have any um like recommendations, like highlights of uh things you've read or listened to, watched in the last week? Man, I've just been I, I hate to double down on this, but I don't because I've just been enjoying I've really been like cranking longy. I I think you nice. gotta go li go listen to this music. It's some good stuff. I mean, it's just it's really cool. 
that's, you know, I guess just to come back around to this and close, close this out of things that were important to us in 2023, discovering artists that are now, I'm, I'm now going to be a long-term fan of, you know, we, we, we thought that would happen. We'd hope that would happen, but, um, you know, maybe in the early days you're thinking, oh, how are we going to get all these artists on here? How are we going to convince them these, these existing artists out there that are they're going to come over and leave these other places. And it's like, Hey, well, a we're realizing I'm not realizing, but it's important to note in your pitch to artists, they don't have to leave anywhere. This is just another place for them to go and try it out. But um, it's, it's been more important for me to um, discover new music on Wavelength than it has been with the idea of even bringing just other stuff that I already know over. I want that to happen too, but it's been really, really fun to, to discover Manly Quex and Joe Martin, Ainsley Costello and Longy and so many others out there that just are truly making cool music. And a lot of those types of tracks that I, maybe I just mentioned are, are things I would, the style of styles of music I would typically listen to, but there's also been a lot of really cool stuff that I probably would have never, <laughs> never heard. I mean, even styles I would never really go to um, because an algorithm's not feeding it to me. And, and I, a lot of my friends, we all kind of like run in the same circles of styles of music that we like. That's things that we have in common. I mean, I have a very wide, um, broad taste in music, but you know, there's a lot of, maybe there's not a lot of lo-fi beats that I would discover. Cause it's just not in my circles, but I've found people like Cody who's making cool, just kind of chill music or things like that. So yeah, my recommendation is like, that was the really cool thing too about you know, we have Wave Lake Radio, which is great, but using Wave Lake Radio in the car and then be, being able to create the library has been awesome. So I would say, yeah, recommendation A, go listen to Longy. B, go download the app and start building a, a library for yourself because there's some really cool stuff out there and um, it's getting more and more every day. Yeah. I mean, th that was a big, um, I think that's a big kind of realization in the last, like at the end of last year for me is that um, I never would have expected that my kind of personal soundtrack for 2023 would be largely comprised of yeah. a lot of artists from Wave Lake. You know, yeah, like awesome. when you think back about like, oh, that like eighth grade, like my bands were, you know, Pearl Jam and Nirvana and like Snoop and like in that same way, like a decade from now, I'll probably hear like one of these songs and be like, oh yeah, that was, that was from that first year at wave, like with wave, like, you know, that's when I first heard this, it will like, they, like those, some of these artists and songs are like woven into my memory now, just yeah, permanently. This, yeah. This is a new gen. I mean, it's very similar to a lot of the music I discovered in the, in like the Napster file sharing days and things like that. I found a lot of music yeah. through audio galaxy and Napster and, people who had discovered stuff and then burned CDs for me, like, you know, oh, sorry, I just hit my microphone. I love making bad noises, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's very similar here to that. I'm, I'm, and it's not even nostalgia. It's just really cool that there's what's happening right now is this incoming wave of music discovery, very similar to what we saw in the early days of, of file sharing and stuff. So I think once that starts clicking for fan, that's when, that's when the fans are really going to start coming in, you know, when they start realizing, that there's a bunch of music that has so much potential that they've never heard. Uh, it's, it's addicting to 
get on there and, and start listening and hearing some some really cool stuff. We we have to work on some uh we got to work on our genre stuff a bit, I think, to be able to the genre search. Yeah, because it's it's cool to hear everything on the radio, but it also like it would be cool to be able to just say, like, I'm going to listen to some hip hop today and just go listen to hip hop radio, you know, and just kind of have that filtered yeah. out, which which you can sort of do now, but we, we it needs some work. It could be better. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. All right. Well, All right, let's, I think, uh, uh, yeah, let's take off. This is the end. We're it's over. So we're gonna do this every other week. Um, I think next week, the on the in between weeks, we're gonna have a show um that just features music only. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a mixtape, sorta. It's a mixtape. It's a little it's a bit of a mixtape. We'll be rolling that out um hopefully next week, I think, if we can we can swing it. Uh so we'll be doing this yeah. every other week and then in between you'll be getting some some uh, staff favorites um yeah so this is this was fun thanks for listening tell your friends and uh we'll see you in a couple weeks you've been listening to waveform brought to you by wave lake wave lake is a platform for artists to share their music beyond paywalls and where fans can pay whatever they want using bitcoin Artists retain all the rights to their work and receive payments instantly via the Lightning Network. Find out more at wavelake.com. Waveform is produced by Sam Means and Michael Ree. Theme by Paul Birkin. I'm D++. Thanks for listening.